Hello everyone, my name is Sarah Rose and this is the Sarah Rose Podcast. I am absolutely buzzing to have Sinead Hegarty on the podcast today. Sinead is just about to launch her meditation course with The Brave Way and I have been so lucky to be able to sample about five of those meditations and I can honestly tell you they are unreal. I have meditated for a long time but I actually think they're perfect for someone who's never meditated before and for people who have meditated already and I'm just having her on to talk about her course, talk about her life, answer a few questions and just have a chat. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. You're natural. Oh my God. Guys, we just like, I had to like give her a little push there to do a little intro and she did fantastic yeah I'm here she's a natural (laughs) I'm so red lads if you could see my face now I'm absolutely lit up (laughs) I'm so Sinead Mm -hmm. do you want to introduce yourself for the people hello I am Sinead Hegarty also known as Sinead Hegg people call me um so I am I'm a lot of things but at this moment in time I am an online wellness coach I would say digital wellness coach at the minute that's what I think that's what we're calling me okay. at the moment so um I just started uh I've done a few before a uh, meditation courses but this is the first one where I've kind of broke off and have my own company it's called the brave way and um, it stems from brave retreats where I get girls to do solo travels and do retreats um so yeah I decided in COVID we needed something because there was no retreats that and especially meditation and I've been dying to get meditation into like the mainstream yeah uh, that's exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to bridge the gap because I think people always think you have to be rather like a guru sitting yeah. in Humbayan and like you have to be... A monk. Yeah, and you, ha- you don't have to drink, you don't party or yeah. you don't, stuff like that. And I think like you have to realise that even just meditating for like five days a week, 15 minutes of the day will like change your life and you don't have to be that spiritual yeah. and you don't have to be religious it's literally just to get to know yourself really like and that's sort of my niche like letting people get to know themselves by yeah. almost tricking them into relaxation so that so they're subconscious yeah it comes out with the answers like you've done some of my meditations before it's kind of my job is kind of yeah the element of surprise <sighs> and and, it just, and these things just come up yeah and do you know what is as well about your meditations is that they're just so sensual like I can smell where I am I can see where I am I can feel it I can touch it like and I think that really helps you get lost and into meditation because sometimes you just listen to something that's very boring Mm. or not really capturing you it doesn't really work you're like oh this meditation shites bollocks but you know when when you get lost in it then that's when you see the magic of meditating yeah you have to come to your senses a little bit because like that's one of the things I learned in in many courses that I did is that engaging the senses is very important for to become present yeah because a lot of people are thinking here there and everywhere but if you tell them like the smell of this and what this looks like and the, the exact color then they're using their imagination to completely focus on that so yeah I try to I try to involve a lot of visuals I feel like those worked best for me yeah same and I would have a very overact overactive brain I, I would have a very low attention span yeah um so those were always worked for me so it's basically just like what really worked for me and what really resonated with me throughout my practices and then I kind of put them together in like a string of do you know I think that's actually what makes your podcast so good as well is that you said you have a short um attention span because I feel like that's actually the type of person who needs to meditate as well (laughs) so so if you're that if you're someone like that and you're a bit scared of meditating I think they'll just really pull you in um and I just think they'll really benefit you because when you have to just sit and listen to something, it's easy for your mind to wander and get distracted and 
to turn it off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not just listening to bird noises or whatever. Yeah. Which, yeah, no, I'm actually so excited for your... I'm going to buy it. Like, I can't (laughs) wait to do it. I had so many people message me about it on Instagram when they saw I was at the retreat with you. And I was just like, oh my God, no, you have to do it. But um, will I get into the questions? Of course, go for it. Okay. So I have a few. The first one that pops up is what do you do when you feel intimidated by someone like when you're meeting someone and they're just triggering an insecurity in you like whether so maybe it's someone you admire or maybe it's just something about someone's energy that you find intimidating do you know so mm. how do you deal with that emotion hmm I've been in those positions before and I do shy away a little bit yeah and I used to always judge myself in those situations when in fact no one's really looking at me yeah. especially when you're at like when I when I go to fitness things yeah you know you're like oh I don't have the best body I'm not really like I don't have a fitness body yeah you know what I mean and I always but then I have to I one of the best things for me is that I always look at my friend and whatever way she looks I, I accept and love her yeah and like that's the way people look at you but whenever it comes to like somebody intimidating I mean I, I'll never forget my first ever interview like I used to um interview DJs yeah. so that was my job um I worked for a company in Mallorca and I used to have to like basically like like this yeah. like broadcast and I remember my first DJs to meet Vegas and like Mike and I remember like shaking like a leaf like actually yeah. shaking like a leaf I was like <laughs> I how, I am 19 years old I yeah. am gonna walk into this office and interview one of the fam- most famous DJs in the world like I interviewed like big DJs, like you know Calvin Harris, oh um, God, example. Like I did all that stuff, and <laughs> I remember being and like I just faked it. I'd faked my confidence. Like I just literally walked in there and pretended that I was the most confident person. I put on a show, like yeah, um, and then yeah, then you just get used to it, I suppose. Yeah, I do think that's. I think faking it, you have to, and I think as well a good way of doing it, like a trick. If you can't fake it, it just keep your attention on the person and keep it off yourself. Like mm-hmm. ask them, get keep them talking. Do you know? Yeah. If you have to talk to them, ask them questions about themselves, and I think you just internally relax a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, creating a dialogue, do you know that kind of way where you just don't feel everyone's looking at you. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. And then that's like when you meet people who are, let's say, just not even doing anything to you, but they're intimidating you. Yeah. But what do you do when someone's actually trying to like? bully you or intimidate you or put you down in that moment like how would you deal with that <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough question I know <laughs> I'm just like oh it's relevant right now to me but um yeah like for me I just have to keep my head above it and keep especially because when someone comes at you and you become triggered and defensive you're emotionally charged you're yeah. emotionally charged for at least 24 hours to 48 hours um in other situations as well not just with someone's bullying you like if if you know your partner or something you hear something or they do something yeah and you don't want to say anything you regret and I'm telling you now that you're if, is oh. that somebody knocking I think so knock they sound aggressive oh my god <laughs> oh shit Sorry, guys. We had a little bit of a situation there. <laughs> we thought we were getting broken into. <laughs> we thought we were getting broken into, but we're okay. I seen a video on TikTok, and I was like, oh, my God. So, basically, which is so... I, I would have answered that door normally, but this video on TikTok oh, is this man. He's knocking the door, and there's, like, the, the girl has a camera anyway. Yeah. And he was like, what are you... Are you on your own? She was like, what? Yeah. And he was like... I'm not saying it was, it was very crude. And then he tried to get in, and then she, like, got... Like, he literally tried to come in. So, I was like, oh, my, oh my God, God, I'm never answering the door again. See, now, I'd be that person in a scary movie. I would die first. I'd be like, right, lads, I'll check. Right, I'll go outside. And I would be the bitch to do the fucking stupid thing and die. Yeah. Because I just, like, 
I don't know, I'm just that friend. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'd go up to the teacher and ask for something, do you know? Yeah. I just don't give a shit. Yeah. It's funny. I um, can't even remember where we were at, to be honest. Or we were just talking about, like, if... I'm being intimidated by people. Yeah, that's what we were yeah, talking about. Yeah, and the bullying and, uh, like, when someone is, I suppose, coming at you and triggering you. Yeah. I think you always have to take that space because if you're in control of your emotions you can take a step back even when you feel like you want to pounce. Yeah. Because when you're, you, you, when you're on a night out, right, there's always that girl on the toilet. Yeah. All right. And this is like a good example of not being in control of the emotions and, and like, you know, so say someone like bangs into you, like you've had that yeah. where they're like, what you do? Like I, I've got a Liverpool accent here because I lived in Liverpool and what? like I always had girls, you know, like girls in yeah. Liverpool. What are you doing? Fucking hell. <laughs> oh my God, I didn't know you could do that. Are you like fucking that? messy? Um, yeah. I know. They're like, you're just fucking bangs into me and I'm like what and then they start you know coming at you and like you could yeah. easily be like are you fucking serious blah 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 yeah. but like if you're in control of your emotions at that time and you're in control of your thoughts like meditation is the best thing to like control your yeah. thoughts because you have this pause because you know that if you react on your emotions at that moment you're going to regret it there's if anyone's listening to this now and they if so, they think of any fight they've had with their partner or their friends yeah. like and you come back in, ex- in a week and you're like you know what that was um, that was so, that was so yeah. horrible um so you have to realize then remember and journal about those times where you said horrible things because like those are the times you're emotionally charged and then you're calmed down and you're like what was I thinking about so you have to be in control of your emotions when it comes to those things and you know you'll know the difference between somebody who's in control of their emotions yeah you'll see people banging each other in the street and like and they're like what are you doing like that's people who's not in control they're not first of all they're not in control and they also don't have the compassion and the empathy to realize that a person could easily bang into someone like if someone banged into me someone banged to me i'm like oh my god she must be russian blah blah blah. that's empathy and compassion it's so so important because everyone has their own thing like everyone has has a reason why they are the way they are. Yeah. And there's a good um have you ever read The Seven Habits of Success Success? Yeah, people? I read that literally when I was about fifteen years ago. But I remember loving it. Yeah, and there's Go a on. story in that. Yeah. And it really taught me something as well. Go on. There was like these two kids and they were going crazy on this tree and like literally running around wild, like pulling people's hair and the dad yeah. wasn't doing anything. And oh, I remember the story. Go you on, remember now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I can remember everything from books. Like it's fucking crazy. But um and yeah so he, he was running around the, the kids were going crazy and the guy some person went up to them like the person that wrote the book went to yeah. this person turned around and goes oh my god you need to calm your t- kids down and he went oh, like oh sorry sorry we just came from the hospital like we lost our mother yeah you remember that yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like you have no idea no. and until you know why be defensive in that moment like compassion is like this is something that i want to teach in school compassion why? yeah because compassion and empathy is the most important thing for growing up and not being able like there's so many children they're going to violence drugs like addiction yeah because they have no empathy for the person in front yeah so if someone's going crazy at someone in front like they don't like i would always think like what is that person going through it's true yeah i I always think of people who do like you said you can always tell someone who controls their emotions i think somebody who can't control their emotions if you can imagine their emotions as a thing it's like a tiny little child throwing Mm. a tantrum they just react to everything where someone who's let's say done something like meditation their emotions are like an adult they can just step Mm. back and take responsibility and decide and as emotion arrives in their body they can just hold it in their hand in front of them Mm. and be like can i use this can i not will it help the situation will it not whereas if you are that kind of 
like that untrained puppy type if that's what your emotions are like mm-hmm. then it's just gonna like bang 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 react and it's actually so true you talk about compassion and empty because i actually think that's something that's really missing from the world right now the ability to literally pick yourself up put your in someone put yourself mm. in someone else's shoes be like what was it like to grow up as them where they grew up what were their grandparents like what were their parents like what lives did they have how would that shape them and then once you think about that then try and be like well why are they doing that now okay it makes more yeah. sense there's this famous there's this famous quote uh, and you know it's so annoying what? I left that book upstairs and I'm dying like in my old apartment upstairs oh from yeah. here, and I'm dying to knock on the door and be like is that book there oh, and there was a famous quote on it and it spoke to my soul I, yeah. I, I'll not remember it I'll try and find it for you um, but it was about empathy and it just really spoke to me it was about these there was a man and there was two men are they at war this is, yeah. a t- this is they found this in his journals or whatever Yeah. and he shot the guy the opponent or whatever and he was standing over his body and he was checking if he was dead or whatever and what fell out of his thing was um a picture of his wife and his kid or something yeah and he just looked at him and he was like oh my god you're just a poor sod like me you have a mother that worries yeah you have a wife that worries you have kids yeah and he was like please forgive me comrade like you know like because you're told to do all this stuff and it's like vision of no and then when you really look at someone like even when it comes to like someone giving you negativity or someone giving trolls like oh you you have a right because you did this like I'm someone's granddaughter. Yeah. And my granddaughter worries about me every day. And they yeah. don't think about things like that. So no. when it comes to like bullying or something like that, I'm just like empathy and compassion should be taught in schools. Like, yeah, there definitely should be a little bit. I think there is a lot. They're doing a lot of work now in schools, which I'm very proud of. Yeah. Um, it's definitely better than what it was. But I do think that it kind of starts with having compassion and empathy for yourself because what you mm. can't, what you don't have, you can't give. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I do. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. Um, what was I going to say? This actually, well, we kind of touched on it. This was one was standing up for yourself. Like, if you are in a situation, I think where somebody is, they're kind of, you have to stand up for yourself too. There's like a, there's like a mm-hmm. balance there from not reacting to somebody, but also not being a pushover and just standing your ground. And sometimes just stern silence can speak a lot. Do you mm-hmm. know, like, like I've had situations in work where someone is just being rude to you, and you just have to like deflate the situation, be like, right. I don't think this conversation is being productive right now. I'm going to step away. And when you're in a position to have a more civil conversation, we can restart it and just end it where it mm. is. Do you know what I mean? Like pop a balloon and just walk away. But you've also not betrayed yourself by letting someone disrespect you or, you know, you've put yeah. your line in the stand. Um, wh- what do you think is a good way to stand up for yourself? Oh, I see. I, I, I'm terrible because <laughs> I I'm, I don't, um, I never really, like I do stand up for myself. I have recently since I read that book, yeah. the joy of being selfish and it's all about setting boundaries and I realised that like I not setting boundaries is a lack of self-love actually because yeah. you are doing something for another person because you want them to love like, you yeah you want them to like you and and it's in fact like no boundaries is a, is a sign of lack of self-love yeah. so for me to say yes to everything is lack of self, self-love yeah. because I need to be true to myself and there's so many things I've said no to since I've listened to that book um or read that book but um I am a sucker. Like, I am a bit of a... I don't like to be get angry or do confrontation. I'm also okay. very, very aware of my emotions. And I'm very aware when I'm heightened. Like, my yeah. heart my heart, my heart goes fast. Um, I'm, like, I want... I can feel like I want to be defensive and be like, well, you did this and you yeah. did that. And I'm like, no. Everything I say right now could be held against me in court. Yeah. So I'm just like, calm yourself down. And then I always say, if I want to react, I want to talk about it tomorrow when I'm actually calmed down from the yeah. state then I actually will. But 
I actually have a pro like uh, I have a problem really processing anger because I don't actually be like yeah, the odd time the odd time the very odd time but I actually f- when I'm angry or when something's at me that is actually so unjust towards me yeah. I actually get like physical pains in my body yeah. that to the point where I know it's anger now like I yeah. really because I used to be like why am I getting these pains in my, in my stomach and on my back and there's a pain I'm always pain in my back mad. when I get these say if I get like a yeah. massive troll attack or verbal attack online or something like that yeah. like I don't get it I'm not like oh fuck you yeah. why is, obviously when I'm in therapy they're like you need to be really angry go to and I'm like no it's okay they're probably going through something like yeah. that's my fucking mindset like, no. so I started going every time I feel this pain I go to the, the healer and she takes my anger and it's oh, been stop. working but uh, and it, that that's been working no it works like she goes and touches my head I know that sounds crazy to some people but for yeah. me that works um yeah. and I'm so aware of it now. And then now I went to dance class the other day. Yeah. Dance to heal. Yeah, Shout out yeah. And we it's really aggressive, like getting yes. your emotions out. And I'm not even joking. I was punching up to the sky and I felt my anger leaving my body. <gasps> oh my God, that's amazing. So I think like I'm now, and you know what? I've went to so many different like healers and stuff like that. And yeah. like, you know, like, you know, like in Bali, you always go to like, you know, oh, yeah. spiritual people and blah, blah, blah. And there. they're like, you need to get it out through dance and song. They always say this to me. And it's so strange. And like, now I'm just like, if I'm annoyed, I just yeah. like get like really dance and go for it and get really angry that way. It's a nice way to like it outlet. Is. But um, yeah, no, I'm very hard at actually sticking up for myself. Do you stick up for yourself? Yeah, I'd be good at it. I like, would say you are. Like, you see, because it takes a lot to get me angry. I'm not someone who gets angry very often. But if I was angry with you, you would. I would just sit you down and be like, "Listen, Sinead, like you, st- this was not on. I love you, and I know you didn't mean it, but I, not on. Do you know?" And I'd have yeah. a co- try have a conversation about it. But if you were like, "Do you know what? If it was me, if it was me, you were angry to or did something rude to, I'd probably be very calm about it. But if you did something to a friend of mine or like somebody else, especially if there's someone I know wouldn't stand up for themselves, mm. forget about it. Like I will, I wouldn't." I wouldn't sink to someone's level, but I would I would put them back in their box. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good good trait to have. I feel like yeah. I'm like the opposite. I mean, I have I have had a few tests in my day. No, not even. I've had some shitty things happen to me and I'm just like, chai, chai. You know and it doesn't yeah. serve me sometimes either because it's fucking... Do you know what I find though? I feel like people try people they know won't maybe react. I, find, yeah. I don't know what I give off, but I find that I very rarely has someone ever like... Stepped on my toes, do you know, like yeah. intentionally. It like doesn't. It hasn't happened to me in a very long time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, yeah. Attracting those good vibes. Yeah, we're pushing away the bad ones. <laughs> do you know what's funny? You're about like saying or having boundaries are self love, and I think it's so funny that actually when you compromise your boundaries, you want someone to like you, but actually what happens is they respect you less. So actually, mm. by breaking your own boundaries and trying to get someone to like you more, you actually do the opposite. So. You don't even get what you want out of it, and then you've also betrayed yourself. You yeah, know? yeah. It's yeah, but it's a tough one to know how to do. Like everyone has their own thing that they struggle with with boundaries. You I know, mean, you just have to get do it slowly by slowly, like little boundary here and there. Like yeah. do it really, really, really. Just I know that feeling. I'm I'm the biggest people pleaser ever, but I definitely started setting boundaries. Yeah, and I I learned how to set boundaries in in certain ways, like work. Yeah, especially because I work by myself. Yeah, if my friend is like do you want to do this today? And even though I work for myself, I can clearly say yes if I want to. I'm like, no, I have to have my own, but like I have to work. Yeah. So um, like there's boundaries in that way as well. And I've learned how to do that over the years. 
Yeah. So I can learn how to do the other stuff. And I know that I like to, to spend time by myself as well. So if my friends are like, oh, like, let's do something, da, da, da. I'm like, no, this is the time I spend by myself. Yeah. I don't tell them that, though. I'm like, oh, I've got plans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm you can't say that. Like, <laughs> you don't even need to. But um, it's always so funny about setting boundaries with other people. I find where I actually struggle with is setting boundaries with myself. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like being disciplined. That's a boundary, do you know? Yeah. And not betraying yourself, like not doing. It's actually something that I kind of realize. We'll go on to another topic. Don't like confidence and mm. self belief, and you know, really feeling you're capable of things. I was like, you know, I'd make promises to myself. Okay, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week, and mm. then I wouldn't do it. So what I'm actually doing is when I do that, is I'm lying to myself, and I'm not, and then I can't trust myself, and then I'm breaking down that relationship with myself. And then mm. you might want to try something new, and you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can do that. Whereas let's say someone like my boyfriend, shout out Ken. <laughs> like if he says something, it's already done. So if I know I don't want him to do something, I'm like, don't say it, don't say it. Like if he said he's going to climb a mountain every day for a year and he said that out loud, he would. Mm. He's just one of those people. And I'm like the opposite. I'm always talking about things. Oh, I might do this. No, I'll do this. And then I don't. Yeah. And then you just start to feel really shit about yourself. And it's mad how that, the effect it has on you, like psychologically. But why are you holding yourself back? That's the question. That's yeah. what's going on. It's not like you're, it's not the discipline. It's the fact that you're not believing it, that yeah. you're capable. Do you know, do you know, um, like, yeah, that's definitely one Like of this it. podcast. <gasps> I know. So oh what, for example, like you spoke to me, you were like, oh, I'm thinking about doing a podcast. I was like, do it. I'll be, I was like, you've got one week left with me. I'm leaving the country. I know. And I was like, do it. And I always tell people like, you've seen Connor here before. Yeah. And he was like, oh, no. and I goes here, I made you a podcast poster. Yeah. Like I made I made him his first um picture. Yeah. I was like, there you go, there it is. Put <gasps> it out there. Put it out there and just tell people straight away yeah. and you'll figure everything out after that. Yeah. And that's what you gotta do. You gotta be accountable that way. Yeah. And like the, the best thing to do is just do it. Like your first podcast never gonna be good. Mine I didn't even have a microphone. I spoke <laughs> on, I spoke into my Oh, my, did you into the phone? I just spoke into my laptop. Did with you the actually? earphones, yeah. This sounds awful, but like you just gotta go and do it, and then you learn. And even yeah. when I l- listen to other people's podcasts, it's so fun. I go, I love going back and seeing like how they've progressed. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're getting um a bit of advantage today because you're using my setup. I know, yeah. So <laughs> I brought up my little. So mic. this will be the. <laughs> and it actually is, looks like misery beside me. <laughs> took me time to get like this. I had a little oh. tiny. I didn't even have a mic when I first started. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you know what? That's what it was. And had you not said that to me, like I bought my first equipment back in March. And before that, I thought about it for I don't know how long. And when you said that to me, I was like, right. And then I was like, no, this is such an amazing opportunity. Sinead Hegg said she's going to come on my first episode. I was like, oh, no, I can't cope because you're the podcast. You and the Joe Rogan are the two I listen to the mm-hmm. most. And I was just like, oh, my God, no, I can't cope. And then I just had to. And literally, I haven't even I didn't even prep questions until literally today. Because I was just like, oh my god, I can't go. And then Wednesday, I was just like, well, I'm going to have to put up a question box. That means I'm going to have to let people know. That means I need like a picture. And I literally just made it on Canva for free. And I just posted it. And I absolutely shot my pants. But like you said, you just have to go for it. And, yeah. then, and then I just, and then it just happened. And now I always tell people, just make a poster. Yeah. The first thing I ever did was like the Brave Retreats. Yeah. And I made a poster. I was like, I just got to make a poster. I made yeah. a poster. And I put it out, put the dates out, how much it was. And I didn't have not one thing <gasps> done. Not Stop one it. thing. Not I fucking thing. love hearing that though. And then I was like, okay, now i got to get it done. Yeah. Literally sold out. So let's fucking go. Oh my so God. So then I was like, right, let's do it. And it didn't matter. Everything was figureoutable. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So I had to just do it. And that's the thing. You need to focus on solutions and like 
it's not even that like if you fucking fail like so what? it doesn't matter like i failed so many different things in throughout my career yeah. and it does it actually doesn't even fucking matter anymore how many times i feel like it's actually like the quickest way to learn yeah fail forward i don't know who said that but i think it's a really cute yeah and like you just fucking learn and feel like it's great and you just gotta you literally just have to do it you just gotta have that that bit of courage five four three two one as mel robbins says and just fucking go see that that's actually what i love about you is that i'm definitely like a thinker and i like really think things through and da 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 whereas i feel you're like someone who does it and then thinks about it after yeah i think a lot of people get caught in the trap of thinking they have to have it all figured out before they even make their first step, do you know? Mm. Whereas I feel like that's how you could waste a lot of time in life. And that's where I started getting very frustrated with myself. I was like, no, fuck all this talking, fuck all this thinking, you just need to do it, do you mm-hmm. know? Um, and actually, I think that's why a lot of people love following you as well. Because you give, like, you just you just decide it and then you're like, right, so I'm doing it. It's done. <laughs> do you know? I love yeah. that. I love people like that, do you know? Yeah. I think, it's, um, oh, this actually, learning not to take things personally was my next topic that I have <laughs> on my little list. I have a lot of experience in that. <laughs> yeah, I think, do you know what? And it's been the most powerful thing that I've been trying to develop and working on is not taking things personally because so little has to do with you. And I forget, like there's this brilliant talk, it's a TED talk on, um, on YouTube. I forget the fella, his name's like Frederick something. But like if I said, Sinead, you're an orange, that wouldn't hurt your feelings because mm-hmm. you know you're not an orange. But if I was like, Sinead you're like da, da, da. and I hit on a nerve you're like oh my god she called or if I was like Sinead's a loser she's like oh my god she called me a loser that's telling you that obviously somewhere in yourself you actually believe that's true mm-hmm. but that's you know it's not taking things personally it's about learning from it and being like is this true is it not true and investigating so go on you tell me about it because I feel that you know a lot about this <laughs> oh, well I mean I've went through the the works of it all like I feel like I'm definitely at the other end of taking things personally because mm. um if I took things personally, I would not fucking leave the house. Oh my god! <laughs> like the things I have had in my inbox and things that people come out with, I'm not even joking. Yeah. You would just be like, it's not even that. Like the best thing for me to not take things personally is literally learning about human behavior. Like, yeah. I I've delved so deep into it that like it's just like anyone could come at me and I'd be like, no, I know what's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's as simple as that. Like, say someone's coming at me, like, go on. Oh, oh look at her who do you think she is having a podcast or who yeah. do you think she is chatting about this blah blah she's only a girl from fucking down the road or whatever blah 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 yeah. and you have to realise right? people say like oh don't listen to them they're jealous and I used to be like what are they fucking jealous of like they don't yeah. want my job they don't want like do you know what I mean yeah. but what is wrong what is it what is going on there is because they they followed the path that they were t- told to follow mm-hmm. yeah they were told do it, do this, do that, do this, do this. And they're sitting in, in their in their followed path. And so what society told them to do, there they are. Yeah. I did didn't do that. Yeah. So I went off and did what the fuck I wanted. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. not mar- I'm I'm coming third day, like, you know, I'm yeah. not looking to get married, I'm not looking to not yet anyway. I'm yeah. like, you know, I'm traveling the world, I don't I don't want a mortgage, I don't want any yeah. of those things. So I took a different path. And I went a different direction. So yeah. it's not that they want my job or they're jealous or that's why they're saying they're what it's they're what saying. Represent. It's just the fact that they kept to the rules. Yeah. And I didn't. Yeah. And they and they that. and no they deep down they wanted to break the rules. They wanted, they wanted all that. Even like, you know, my mum would have loved to be able to do all the things I did, and my my dad and stuff like that. They would have loved to do and all that. You know, it's as simple as that. But like, it's admitting. <laughs> Sorry to burp. <laughs> burp away, doll. Go on, go on, um, go on. It's ad- and then it's so hard for someone to admit that. Yeah. But 
what I always do is every time that I am jealous or I feel something within myself, I sit down with my journal and go, why was I annoyed there? Why am I jealous? Or why did that trigger me? Yeah. If I look at someone and I think, say someone's like flashing about, they got a big flashy car, blah, 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 and they're successful and yeah. da and everyone's going, oh, fuck, she's full of herself and blah, yeah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. She is a successful woman. Yeah. And she's confident. Yeah. Women are so triggered by other women's confidence. So intimidated by it. Yes. 100%. Yeah. It's like the Caroline Flack. Everyone, oh, when she came on, on X Factor, oh my God, don't like her, don't like her. Yeah. Why don't you like her? Because she's actually confident. Yeah. She is a confident, successful woman at that point. And it was like, oh, I don't like her, I don't like her. Because women are, they just can't understand confidence. And if you sit and look at yourself, right, and say you were one of those people that was like, oh, I didn't like her on the X Factor. Yeah. Like, imagine you're one of those people or, or, or just anything, you know, you watch anyone from successful woman, oh, I just don't really like her. Just, Why? Oh, they can't I'm, answer? Oh, she's, no, it's not even that. It's like, you, the doing the work yourself is sitting down with yourself and going, I want to be confident and successful. Yeah. It's as simple as that. And no one wants to admit that to themselves. So if I now look at someone, I'm like, oh, I'm jealous. I could be like, I sit down with myself and go, no, they're confident. I yeah. want to be that confident in that situation. And even if someone gets like a good deal or say someone gets a better deal than me yeah. in something, I could sit there and I could be like, like heathen about it. being like, oh, yeah. why does she get that? And I don't yeah. get that. Or, you Steve know, she does this that. and that. Like she, yeah. right. I could be sitting there, but instead I can turn my mindset and I can literally be that person and imagine getting that deal. Yeah. So let's just say one of my friends or something and she got this deal and I, oh, it's a really one that I wanted. Like, yeah. You know, and I'm like, imagine being her. She gets to do what she loves, feed her family by doing what she loves. She gets to do all that. Like, that's it. There's yeah. n- there's no, that's all you got to do. You got to put yourself in there. And when it comes to like even influencing or ads, everyone's like, oh my God, sell out ads. And I'm like, do oh, you understand how, when people do that, I'm like. but do you understand how empowering it is that women and men from the power of the from the comfort of their own homes can look after their children without help yeah and get paid it yeah. is the m- biggest breakthrough for us and we can literally be small business owners every single person when if you if you're confident enough to go on and do ads and stuff like that but yet people are like oh sell it and like um, it's actually it's amazing. What? It's like life. there's literally people <laughs> with children who don't have to get help because yeah. they can get the do you know what I mean and it's it's just a weird a weird dynamic but yeah no you have to really look at yourself like and when jealousy comes up for me I definitely sit with myself and I'm like okay why is that and then I get to the root of it and I like figure it out and I heal from it do you know what I actually I hadn't been jealous in someone for a long time but it happened to me in the past year and I always, I'm like, oh, this is actually good because it's my subconscious mind telling me something I want that I didn't know I wanted. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, jealousy and envy are actually, if you can really get your hands on those emotions, they are the most useful emotions because that's your internal compass telling you exactly where you want to go. Even if you're not, if you're you're not clicked (laughs) in, yeah, to to admit it to yourself. But I feel like jealousy is a good, like a good, good and bad emotions just are what they are. But it's a very useful one. And you just have to be very careful not to let that bleed into envy. Because envy, I feel, is like really vicious. It's like, oh, like you really want to tear someone down. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Envy is like jealousy with like teeth. But you can also just see 
if I if you look at someone envy, like I can look at say I'm watching YouTube and I'm looking at say like Molly May or someone like that, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're looking at them and they're doing all this stuff and you could be like, Oh, she just got that because she's this and that and you could turn around and go, It's possible. Yeah. To do whatever you want. It's because things. somebody else can do it, so why can't I do it? So people could look at me or you and be like, Oh, why is she doing that or da, da, da. and I'm like, you, know, you could do that. Like yeah. it's completely possible to do whatever you want. Yeah. But instead, like that's what I mean. You have to turn jealousy into inspi- in- inspiration. Yeah. But um, whether you want to admit your je- like admitting envious and jealousy is the hardest it's thing venom. for a human to do. Yeah. yeah. And instead, and jealousy <sighs> comes out in it's, it's awful ways. Like you can't hide jealousy and envy. You think you can, but if you're talking to that person, you're talking to other people. It's the most obvious thing. It's like a smell. Everyone can smell it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Except you. Yeah, and then envy comes out and jealousy comes out in men as aggression. So they will, they will like you know they're aggra- they're aggressive about it. Yeah. Wise women's how they how they deal with it is ju- they d- do judgment yeah. and they ruin reputation. Yeah. Over jealousy. Yeah. So if someone is doing successful in their time, they'll be like, you know, she slept with such and such like three years ago. Yeah. Something from years you ago. You know, they I just think. bring yeah. random shit. And I'm like, well, humans aren't perfect. Yeah. People say stuff to me like, did you hear? And I'm like, humans aren't perfect. Why do you think everyone's perfect? Yeah. And it's it's so so crazy. They think people are, everyone thinks, especially if you're like, you know, you have a high profile. They're like, oh, did you see? And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not like perfect. I yeah. like make mistakes. Like I shout at my boyfriend and yeah. <laughs> like, 100%. you know, I've done some fucked up things in my past. Like, yeah. and I'm, and I'm not ashamed of it because... I actually love that as well because I think someone who's done fucked up things or they've messed up and then they grow and they learn, I'm like, they're actually the people I want to be around the most then because you know how hard it is to do to be in that place, to realise you're in that place and then to do all the work it took you to go from A to Z. I'm like, those are the people who I want to surround myself with and the people I actually respect because it's more, it's easier just to stay how you are and just try to justify to yourself how you are with people who change and decide to grow and go, actually, do you know what? That was not and I want to be better. Those I feel are the best people and I think some of the worst people who are the ones who point the fingers and try to pull those people back. I'm like, you might think that they're a nice person, but they're actually not because if you actually were nice and cared about other people, you would cheer them on and be like, do you know what? I respect you so much for all the work you've done and fair play to you. Do you know what mm. I mean? Like, we're not Jesus. Like, stop tying people to the cross. And I think it's even worse now on social media recently. Like, everyone's expected to be holier than thou perfect. And, like, nobody is. Everyone not has their skeleton. Thing. Everyone. And they will be continuing to be skeletons. <sighs> yeah. We all have emotions that we all don't really have control of. No matter how much meditation we do. Yeah. We still get upset and defensive at times. And we still act out of emotion. And it's, yeah. it's something that we all have to work on together. But... If you hold people to the cross, as you say, yeah, then you may need to hold yourself there too. Yeah, exactly. You know exactly. what I mean? And you know what as well? I find that like if there's someone that you find that you're jealousy of, envious or envious of, like you should want to be around that person. Do you know like, for example, like if some, if I've been, when I've been at the receiving end of jealousy or envy, I'm like, if you were just nice to me, I'll tell you exactly where I bought my clothes, where I got my makeup, mm. how I did it. Do you know what I mean? Like if you're actually genuinely nice to someone instead, you're only going to, better yourself so actually if you want to think about it from a really selfish point of view like if you want to have a better life surround yourself by those people because you will actually get better even like do you know what i mean otherwise if you are hateful you're just going to push the people away that could actually help you become a better person so Mm. it's just self-sabotage a hundred percent yeah there's so much opportunity just gotta see it yeah like if you're gonna stick in victim mode 
yeah. like say there and you have to understand the feelings of judgment and envy in your body it's um one of the meditations is why well, do is a judgment meditation judgment meditation and so basically it's about I kind of take people on a journey and I'm like okay I just want you to sit here and think of a time where you judge someone yeah and where and a time you felt judged and I just want you to sit with that feeling yeah have you got it and feel how low that is bringing you. Like your vibration is right down. Mm. When you're judging or talking or gossiping or complaining about something, your body can feel it and your vibration is pushed right down. Yeah. Now I want you to think of a time where you accepted someone for who they were, flaws and all. I remember again. <laughs> <laughs> but I have the judgment coming out. <laughs> Get the fuck out of me. So I want you to think about when you truly accepted someone even though they weren't perfect. Yeah, I can think of it. Right? Yeah. That is releasing mm. amazing, beautiful hormones. Yeah. And it's proven in cell biology. Um what's is it Bruce London? He proves, you know, the it's called the honeymoon effect and how much love can bring out all these amazing chemicals in your body that can vibrate, give you good vibrations and energy and actually help you and heal you. Yeah. And when you're stuck in envy and judgment and lack, you can feel like your body oh, is you releasing cortisol, yeah. stress hormones. It is literally like... You feel sick. Yeah, and you just feel... And you're, you're put down and you just attract all this negativity and you're you, you don't let your body heal yeah. so when you think about the chemical what happens in the chemical in the cells in the body it's not even about just oh judging someone and blah blah blah. like you know give yourself those happy hormones and those happy chemicals and yeah. give out love and kindness so that's what the difference between love and kindness meditation um because in love and kindness meditation or meta meditation that's my favorite meditation what? i'm studying <laughs> it in depth at the minute i'm gonna go to massachusetts and Are do you? Yeah. um oh yeah gosh. so um, i have a sign is telling me to go there um to oh go to the society bus? there and um, i'm just obsessed with meta meditation like it yeah. astounds me how good i feel when i give out love and kindness within my meditations like yeah. even when someone has completely wronged me yeah. or when someone has sent me horrible stuff yeah. i go to my meditation so this is part of my every day yeah and I imagine all the love in my body and I just imagine giving it to them. Yeah. And being like, whatever you're going through, here's some support. Yeah. And imagine that's the most powerful thing you can do. Do you know what as well? Like even if you even if you hate like even if you find it hard to be genuine about it, even if you fake that, like not being fake, but if like, okay, let's say you're jealous of someone because you think they're unreal and you're just jealous of them by going, actually, do you know what? You look lovely today mm. and then walk away mm -hmm. and you like even though like you kind of hate them for it mm -hmm. you will find yourself feel better even though you've yeah do you know what I, it's amazing and then all of a sudden that hate and envy you have for them will you, you'll feel your body let it go mm -hmm. over time it's like a muscle complimenting the very people that you if you're in that type of person i think it's amazing like you said the yeah. effect they can have on you and all of a sudden you'd be like oh my god i can't believe i used to think that way yeah do you know? allow your body and cells to have all those like you yeah. can do that Feed like yourself you can change that today like yeah. if you're listening to this now, if you're feeling all those feelings of judgment and you know and sometimes we don't notice we're gossiping and stuff like it's kind of like yeah. a natural conversation sometimes in some places and that's fine but I want you to actually notice how your body feels when you're talking yeah. and I want you to know that if you talk about love 
and goals and inspirations and compliments. I want you to see how good your body feels. And it's it's a, the karmic energy as well. Like um, karma plays a massive part in oh, I attraction in so much. And, yeah. and just giving out everything. And it's so funny because I'm just like to people, if you don't believe in all this shite karma, whatever, yeah. just do me a favor. Just try it. Yeah. Like just try it for like three weeks. Like when you walk past the homeless, give them money. When yeah. you see a GoFundMe, give them money. When you like chat to someone, give them a compliment. Yeah. If you see a competitor, share their business. Yeah. If you see, I mean, just give, 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 and just watch. Yeah. Watch what happens to your energy and watch what happens to you because it will come back to you in so many ways. Yeah. And you know what I think is actually amazing about that? Like to in giving in order to receive. Mm. And it kind of touches into other things I want to talk about as well is that let's say you are unhappy the way your parents treat you or your friends treat you and you wish they w- treated you a different way like you maybe you wish they were more thoughtful or that they were x y and z whatever it is give that to them if you wish they're mm-hmm. more thoughtful do more thoughtful things for them if you don't like the way your parents talk to you speak to them with kindness and what you do is on a subconscious because if you told someone i want you to speak to me nicer they might tell you fuck you i'm lovely to you or you mm-hmm. might send someone into a defensive like state and especially people who aren't like working on their emotions and working on that whereas if you actually gave what you wanted to receive you're subconsciously teaching them how to treat you Mm -hmm. and if you it's amazing actually to watch it's happened to a couple people in my life and then all of a sudden you they're just they've changed around you in a positive way Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it kind of touches into that, doesn't it? Yeah, emotional yeah. emotional depositing. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, especially, like, a, that's a big thing as well when you move to a new city to emotional deposit yeah. to make friends because that's how you make friends. Like, you emotionally deposit and the, the and you eventually do get treated like that. There's times, like, I always, my birthday was always a big deal for me. It's a very big thing yeah. in my therapy where I, I don't want to do ever, ever do anything and blah blah okay. blah and just because like no one ever came and you know they don't make yeah. a big deal about birthdays in my family it's yeah. not really a thing and that's fine yeah. um but when I went to Australia on my birthday it was like you know the fucking rain shower like I literally had a rainbow coming out of my asshole like because yeah. they were like ah like yeah. what are we doing and I was like what? nothing <laughs> and I mean like on my birthday I had this big and I never and I always say I've never had a birthday cake I know that sounds crazy <gasps> that I never had a birthday cake what? like um, I don't know it just oh wasn't gosh, anything I, I remember from my 18th birthday <laughs> mom gave me a Toblerone bar I'm not oh even funny gosh, but like you know what? I remember when I was younger but I can't really remember like having like a celebrate like I, I really? did but I can't really remember anyway but like when I went to Australia like obviously it's a bigger deal there and yeah. the, the people are just like you know here you make go out for a night out it's yeah. it's, it's like you, you know what I mean? for drinks but like yeah. on your birthday in australia like i was like sitting there and everyone was I'd like so coming in and they you know they had a really thoughtful and they had a big birthday cake and i was like i'll never forget i wrote a my first blog that and sitting on the plane when i when i left australia and i was just like buy your friend a cake because i never felt better I That's never. That's the sweetest story. <laughs> I was just like, I felt so loved. I felt so yeah. amazing. And I was like, I'm going to buy every friend that I have on their birthday cake. And I've just always been that person to always get something now for someone's birthday. And even with yeah. my mom as well. Like, I'm always like, oh, I don't do that for my birthday. But I decided to treat my family then the way yeah. I want to be treated, like you yeah. said. And I was like, balloons and like, yeah big fucking everything and on my, and like on my birthday I'm not even joking like I remember the day before I've been like oh, mm, yeah. I'm not doing anything and blah blah yeah. mom was like I'll take you for a birthday lunch and she kind of like went shopping and like oh and I was like God, no she was like she can't like she kind of was In like her way yeah <laughs> but then I was like oh, right and then the next yeah. day 
she got me cake and she got me a night away and oh, and she came to my door with a tiny little birthday cake yeah. and we just spent th- that day Is that together. your first birthday cake from your mother? I think, no, I think she came from my mother. I just can't remember them. She probably did. <laughs> for but her like, first birthday. I don't know. When I started to get older then, when yeah. I was 18, I don't remember I know, that. Like, yeah. But, and you know, I always treat her really well on her birthday, like the last few years. Um, because I for years and we, we all just did the same thing, like oh, I'll get you whatever and yeah. money, whatever. But then I decided to like, put, and then she pulled out the stuff. So you're right about what you said that, and even like with Jack, like I always buy Jack presents and stuff yeah. and really nice, and I would never tell him to do anything. But Jesus, sometimes he just comes out, it come, brings up, comes up here every week with a bunch <gasps> like of flowers. The I remember you had the Valentine's things, so I was like, it's so cute. Oh, no, dinner. no, bless him. Like, because I was like, I want some, I was, I told him what I wanted. I was like, I want some quality time, like, I, yeah. you know, like just you know a picnic or not a picnic but like just sitting on the floor like because yeah. we had quarantine and he really pulled it out the bag that day we Love don't know but like McKean, god bless him like i just i just hand him the handbook like i'm just such a i am a very very good communicator and i'm like this is exactly how i want to be treated this is what i don't want ask, to ask you do. don't get that that's exactly that's exactly life and I love this quote, it's actually never say no to yourself. This is actually not really on topic, but never say no to yourself. Always let other people say no to you. Kind of goes hand in hand with like, don't ask, don't receive. Yeah. Anyways, that was a bit off topic, but it just popped in. Yeah. And it's got to do with your, like people get angry because they're, like the reason why you get angry is because your expectations are not met. Yeah. So if you were going to get angry at Kane, then first of all, he has to know your expectations. Your expectations yeah. have been met. So you could be like, he won't know your expectations, so you got to tell him yeah. what you want. And if he can't meet them expectations, like he could say, "All right, babe, I can't do that this yeah. week." What you expect, you're not going to get angry because your expectations no. then are are different. Yeah. So then you express them, and if he can't meet them, and there's certain boundaries, obviously in relationships, yeah. then that's your responsibility. But like you're getting angry because your expectations aren't made, aren't met. So there's two things yeah. for you to not be angry is rather lower your expectations. Or, or or you have to actually fucking tell them that yeah. what the expectations are, yeah. and then Work they on know. It. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do believe that. Like, um, this is actually kind of an interesting topic, and it's why lads, not why like nice lads finish last. Now, will I say something first on this? So I think it's very interesting because that always comes up like nice lads finish last. And I actually know why they finish last. It's not because they're nice. It's kind of touching our boundaries. Uh, these are lads that don't have boundaries and they accept poor behavior and they're like oh I'm being nice I'm being nice but it's like no because you're not really getting respect from somebody else because you're being a pushover or a walkover I think that's one element of it okay I'll tell you what my thoughts are okay right because I feel like okay so why do we like the bad boys is the question yes so we like and people are like, oh, he's too nice. He's too nice. Blah, blah. Everyone's like, I don't know. I have about 10 friends to say, oh, he's too nice. Yeah. Okay. So basically we're attracted to what we are familiar with. Yeah. So if we're growing up or say your first boyfriend or anything treated you in a way or you haven't been, you didn't get the, the need, your needs met or yeah. as a child or whatever when you were younger, you're then attracted to that because that's all you know. It's the only familiar thing that you know. Yeah. So you're attracted. So you actually are fancy and attracted to these people that don't meet your needs. Yeah. Because it's the only thing you know. So when someone comes at you with actually secure, nice, mm. good behavior, it's like, oh, no, no, no. Because yeah. it's so unfamiliar yeah. to them that that's like, no, 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 no. Yeah. And it's almost on. It's true. Healthy. It feels uncomfortable. You're like, I mean, oh, I go for nice boys. Yeah, I've always 
I've always you see I well see I come my my I haven't sp- spoken to my real dad in like geez over ten years mm. but we won't get into that personal my first podcast <laughs> save that for another one oh yeah I always felt like I just had the built in bullshit detector like I could very straight away knew when someone was genuinely liked me or only was kind of liking me because they wanted something to kind of boost their own reputation like so they could mm. like oh I got with her you know or I shifted her or whatever mm. and. I feel well that so I I'm kind of blessed in the situation that I had that internal detector but when I and I've always liked nice lads I've actually the the bad boys always scared me off because I was just like oh no you're like you're not going to respect me and I, I'm going to come away from this situation feeling worse I just knew that my internal world was too fragile from what I had been through mm. I was like no I can't let anyone in like like danger danger that kind of way yeah actually to the point where even like if someone even like hinted that they're like that I'd run and maybe like unfairly dismiss mm. them do you know what I mean but I think that what I noticed with some nice lads is that they would just like women need to emotionally invest to like somebody and I found that lads who had emotionally invested before the other person had earned it people like just they lost interest do you mm. know what I mean so I would always caution lads to like just you know don't accept bad behavior like don't let yourself be treated poorly just because you like someone the same thing you tell the girls I think the same thing that nice lads have an issue with have confidence girls fucking love confidence be sure of yourself know your worth and uh, women are actually I actually think being a dickhead is like the cheat is like the like the shortcut into like because people who are dickheads usually they're confident they're like they won't put up with anything that they don't want to do and I think that's and they know who they are and they just don't give a shit and that don't give a shit attitude is attractive because it kind of by default Mm. tells you all those things about them so I think that yeah basically the more confident you are and the more willing you are to be like oh if you're not treating me badly I'm gonna go Mm. the more respect the woman's gonna have for you and then you'll find you're a nice lad you know what sometimes it's like sometimes it's all about confidence yeah did that make sense I kind of rambled yeah oh my god am I talking yeah but then you have to think if I was to ask you what is confidence what would you describe it as? I that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Confidence to me is just basically knowing your worth and always being willing to step away when someone's not treating you properly. And confidence is also knowing what you bring to the table. Yeah. I always love this quote. It's actually from the same um, TED Talk with a fellow who's on about how to not think take things personally. If you can imagine, we're all fifty year old notes, right? And we all are worth the same, but let's say society tells you you're fat, you're ugly, you're dumb, you're a loser, you're poor, whatever it is. That's like taking your 50 year old note and cr- like crumpling it up. And you can do that to yourself by berating yourself and you forget that you're worth 50 euros. You think you're worth like a fucking fiver. Yeah. And even though your note is all crumpled up and torn, you are still worth 50 euros. And it's just about not forgetting that and realizing that your value is innate. Yeah. It's not dependent on other things. And anybody who doesn't value you because of other things is not someone. Is It's a clear warning sign. That's not someone to be in your life. Just move away. But I think that's hard is letting go of people you want to be a part of your life. Yeah. Because they don't value, but you want them to value, but they won't. <laughs> you don't want to lose them. Yeah. So what do you think about that? For me, confidence is... So it's not about walking into the room and being the person yeah. yeah it's not about walking into the room and like there's a good quote and I can't remember what it's called but it's like something like this like you walk into yeah. the room and it's not about being the best there the best looking there or the one that everyone looks at yeah the confidence is 
it's not being the best there. It's about walking into that room and not caring, not caring, not, yeah. not caring what anyone else thinks. And that yeah. for me is confidence. Yeah, um, that's true. Because when you don't care what anyone else thinks, that is when you truly shine. The magic happens. Yeah, that's when you become yeah. confident because no matter where you go or no matter where you are, you could literally be a saint. Yeah. And they're still going to talk shit about you. Yeah. So the confidence in still going forward in that situation is because you don't care what they'll think anymore because you're being true to yourself. So if you're being true to yourself and you don't care what that other person says, yeah. no matter what they say, because some of the things that people say are ridiculous. Oh, and I can't yeah, even you, have, you tell me. I'm just like, I can't believe these people exist. <laughs> if these people are listening now, like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and some of the things that come at you and you're like, you have to realize that when you really, really know yourself, yeah. like, and you've done some deep work and you know exactly what you want and you know you're a good person and yeah. you do your best with good intent and, you, you know, we can admit we do mistakes. So when you're okay with that and, and comfortable with yourself, you are confident going forward. And then that's when the jealousy comes in because you're confident, even yeah. though you've done shit wrong yeah. or you have flaws. Yeah. You're still confident because Despite you know what you are. Yeah. yeah. So that's what people then come back with the, their bites. Like, oh, you did that and you did that. And like, oh, who does she think she is? But in yeah. terms of confidence, just really intimidates other people. It is because it's high. Mm. I feel like somebody, when they walk in and they have things you don't have, it's like they're shining a spotlight on you and you f- suddenly feel all the things that you don't have that they have. And I think a lot of people struggle with confidence, especially women. Like women shrink themselves like or like if I give you a compliment be like oh my god you know you're stunning like oh my god no I'm not like shut up you know yeah and they shrink themselves so that's why I think confident women are double intimidating it's Irish it's culture too though oh like god, it's yeah. like growing up and like yeah and I'm I'm always like we are literally we have to play a part in like like our children's confidence and how they're yeah. going to go through life because I always remember growing up my aunties and my mom saying they're fat and be like oh look yeah. at me oh my god shape of me I remember always that the shape of me the shape of me yeah. or oh Jesus I need to lose weight I need to lose weight I need yeah. to lose weight and Same, if somebody yeah. put on weight they would talk about that person's put on weight Yeah. so that I internalised all that that if I put on weight people are going to talk about me so that's it's a bad thing then so yeah. that's what I didn't have the coping skills to deal with yeah. so instead of me going oh no it's actually normal for someone to put on weight like yeah. it's actually normal to go up and down up and down it doesn't even matter it doesn't change who they are it doesn't change anything about them no. they're still where they so them talking about themselves and them talking about other people in front of children who can't decipher that and yeah break it down yeah then that is where we need to stop because they are now going to grow up and think i can't put on weight yeah. i can't um be successful because people are going to say i'm a show off yeah these are the things we all internalized and like that's why our children's confidence and mental health is on us and it begins with us right right now because we have to stop criticizing ourselves see if I put on weight and I don't feel good you will never hear me talk about it you will never hear me online being like hey guys I'm gonna lose weight I used to be like that person yeah until I started to notice that that that's what triggered me into how I felt about my body when I looked at other people who had amazing bodies being on cuts and diets yeah I was like I should be so if I'm on a diet and if I don't feel good myself and I'm feeling a bit sluggish or whatever, I just do it myself. I never come on and say I feel like a bit shit because that's going to make somebody else feel like shit. Yeah. It's so triggering. And I think it starts with us that if we, if we, if I, if, if I put on weight, right, I first of all have to have compassion for myself. I've been yeah. in a fucking lockdown. Yeah. And, you know, you're not really into it. Sometimes I was really sick over the summer. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I wasn't allowed to train. I had something wrong with my my hair was falling out, blah blah blah. I was I told not, that, yeah. yeah, I was told not to train for eight weeks at least to see if my bowels would move and everything yeah. would work. And now I could be like, oh my god, I need, I'm putting on weight, I'm losing weight, blah yeah. blah blah. And I was like, no, I have compassion for myself. I'm yeah. literally like not in the gym because I'm fucking sick. Yeah. And um. And then I never talk about it to anyone. I never, I try to be confident in myself and not let anyone know that. Um, and then I deal with that myself and accept, yeah. my, accept my body, have compassion. And then I never, cause I, I'll never forget watching someone. And I were, and that was when the moment I was like, I'm, I'm done with fitness. I'm done mm. with the fitness industry. Is in like, not done with it. Like I still like watching people fitness and stuff, but like I personally, didn't took, participate I took that. myself out of just being a PT and stuff. I didn't yeah. want people to change their bodies anymore. Yeah. So, um, I remember just watching the, per- like, I mean, this is a person's body that I fucking looked up to and adored. And I remember them pinching their skin and going, Oh, I need to lose this whole oh fat. I couldn't cope either if I saw. And I've done that myself. Gorgeous, yeah. And I've done that myself. Yeah. And at that point, that completely triggered me. Yeah. And I goes, I can't be a part of this anymore. Um, it has to start with me. It has to start with me accepting, having compassion, and never complaining about my body ever on to anyone. Yeah. Because me complaining is not even. Why am I even complaining to you? Yeah. Why am I even doing that? Like you don't need to hear that. Plus, have you ever been with someone who complains about their weight yeah. all the time? Yeah. It is the most draining, horrible yeah. thing, and they're only telling you because they don't want you to think it. Yeah. So they're telling you. Do you know what's so funny about that as well? Is that I stopped doing as well, like especially in front of Keen is that like, I don't put myself down, especially in front of your mm. partner. Because why would you highlight those things? Why are you, you should be telling him like, oh my God, you're so lucky to have me, I'm gorgeous. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the energy I like to have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, you're you're punching, you're yeah. messing. Like, I'm like, why would I be like, oh my God, look at this photo of me, I look awful. Tell me I look awful. Didn't I look awful that night? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're feeding the beast and you're just like, you're pushing someone away. Like, I, it's, especially, it's important, but especially it's important around the people closest to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you said. And, and what, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and your inner child then is always listening as well. Yeah. You know? And there's something that you said, I don't know if you wanted to talk about it, but we were talking about how another person can make you feel, accept yourself. Wait, what do you, wait. Oh, do you remember you said um, at the retreat oh, that yeah. um, being with a secure partner can make you accept yourself? And we started talking oh, about that. Yes. And it was very, very, yeah. and I really resonated with that. Yeah. So I don't know if you wanted to talk about it or... Well, I can. But I remember, well, like, I'll just touch... Like, I struggled... De- I t- was like... I wouldn't say I had a full-on eating disorder, but I definitely, like, my teens were not a good time. Yeah, I think I think it's fucking... Yeah. Jesus, I think we didn't have a clue about nutrition in anyone in no. our age group. I think we really went through that fucking whole... Sure. Just yeah. starving ourselves and fucking, like... Do you remember what was that case? Fucking, what's her quote? Like, being thin tastes better. Yeah, than I remember <gasps> all that. Like, it's yeah. just... And we had no idea what protein did for our no. bodies and everything. Like fat ass was an insult. And I, oh, I, do you know what stuck with me? I was bullied in primary school and they called me the big butted boar because I have a huge arse. <laughs> but that stuck with me even to this day. Like that was years and years and years Imagine. ago. And that was the that was the first domino towards that period of my life. Yeah. You know? Um. So anyway, you were having your struggles. Anyways, that's fine. But like, you know. That's grand. And you, I had worked on myself and gotten over it and was recovering and just on that journey. And I'd taken myself as far as I could go. And obviously I met my first boyfriend, Keen Sheen. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we were together and I was very insecure about the way I looked. And he was just like, 
he was just like, let me see you. You're absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that in that moment, I think that's the moment I knew I loved him. And that was the moment I could just feel a part of me heal. Do you know when someone just, and you're so safe and it's so genuine and it's so authentic and they genuinely mean it. And they're like, you are, I think you are the most gorgeous thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, let me enjoy it. And I was like, oh, like, I think there's something very healing in that being with someone who can give that a gift like yeah being with a secure partner and like yeah can actually do a lot of healing as well obviously you can do it by yourself as yeah. well but as you said it's i, I had the, a similar experience where i always wore i wore makeup every single day like i mean like yeah. full wings full full whack oh, that's all me. the time every <laughs> if i went out the door i was yeah. full wings i had i had an eyeliner on blah blah yeah. blah always like it's just how we grew up always and you know i'll never forget like being with a partner like we like when we were together and i remember him looking at me in the morning and going you're so beautiful and i remember being like like really accepted in that moment with all my makeup off and being yeah. like natural yeah. that was the moment that I really was like oh my god like he loves me for who I am and like yeah. it doesn't matter what like is on my face yeah. or blah 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 and then I also looked at the fact that like if if like my partner now if he ever put on weight or anything like that I'm not even joking like I wouldn't even look and like Want you know those love? you know those <laughs> it's so funny because you know those parties insecure but we do go through those sometimes <gasps> yeah. and when his vulnerabilities he talks about them like I love him more yeah and I always think like I'm worried about you know say if I've got like a pouch or something like that yeah. and I know how much I love anything on him, everything and anything yeah. that he's insecure about and I yeah. mean I could squeeze everything yeah. because I love him so much and yeah. like you know I know for a fact that like anything could happen to him and I could just love him forever yeah. like you know yeah. I will literally look after him to the day I die no matter yeah. what happens and that's Same. that's and doesn't matter what he looks like or whatever and I know and I'm like he, that's what love it like that's yeah. what he looks at me as and that's how my friends look at me that's yeah. how my mom looks at me that's how you would look at your friends if yeah. anything happened to them and I always say to people you know who are feeling insecure about their and I'm like look at your friend like look at your friend and it's something that she complains about like say she says oh, arms are fat or you know she's got this and she's got that and you truly look at your friend and you say anything you're talking about does not matter no. because you're you no. and I love yeah. you and all I see is you I don't even it's crazy even like Siobhan always she would go she would have bad skin and she always yeah. be really and I'm like I don't even know when you have bad skin because I don't even see it I can't even describe it like you've yeah. still all the same structure of your face like yeah. I don't because you love their soul you don't love how they it's look. not even that like it's like I don't see it I'm just like I just see you and like and you're you and like sometimes do you ever feel like shit yeah and you're like oh, I'm like <laughs> yeah. shit you're like oh, I'm like shit today I'm like shit today and like say you come to me and you're like oh, I feel like shit today and I would never think you you feel because you've got yeah. this you look the exact same you've got the same structure same eyes same nose yeah same mouth yeah but like you it's just a thing you are but like I always tell people that I don't know it's just like it's true it's such a healing thing to know that like when you look at someone else you love and realize that like they love you just like that right back the skin the skin is a big one for me because I like especially oh my god I'll show you pictures after this my skin broke out so fucking bad I on and off kind of struggled with acne but over lockdown uh, it got so bad and like that was a thing like Keen thought I was beautiful with or without my acne Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and yeah it's just like and I looked at myself and I was like would I care if my friends had acne I was like no it was kind of like that but when you have an in- insecurity and it triggers you're like oh my god no I'm, I feel awful about myself yeah but it's true, it doesn't it like it doesn't devalue you yeah know? and like you don't and he doesn't even see it no like Jack has a good side and a bad side and I'm like you look exact same 
Yeah. Like Jack's on the FaceTime and he's he like, has a good time. And I'm like, Jack, why are you holding the thing like that? And I'm like, just sit it down. And you can tell that like he feels excited. And yeah. I'm like, you're literally all the same. Like you're just my big bundle of love. Though I would say my favorite thing about Keen is his curly hair. And if he ever went bald, his dad's bald. If he ever went bald, like I would still love him, but I w- <laughs> <laughs> it would be a tough one for me. Well, I'm all right because Jack shaved his head in lockdown. Did he? Before I met him, like before. Oh well, I, met, I knew him, but I knew. Is he good looking with a bald head? <laughs> oh, no. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, He's got that smile anyway. So yeah, as long he, he has that smile. Nice smile. Yeah, he does, yeah. Um, that's so cute. If Keen, if Keen shaved his head, I would kill him. I'd be like, grow back right now. Actually, Maybe he, he has to prove hair, a point. Every time he cuts his hair, I'm like, please don't. And he finally grew it long. And it was super long. He cut off a bit more. But I'm just like, every time he cuts it, I'm like, don't get too much cut off it, please. <laughs> like, anyways. <laughs> I'd still love him. But like, <laughs> I'd get over it, like. <laughs> um, we love you, Kian. You can go bald if you want. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll deal with it. Then I was like, what would happen if I went bald? He'd be like, nah. <laughs> He'd be like, I always say that to Jack. I'm like, Jack, what would happen if I went bald? <laughs> What's he say? He's like, no, I'd love you anyway. Ah, he's he's like, you'd still be you. <laughs> he was like, I'll send you on the plane over to Turkey. True, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's always that. <laughs> he's only messed me. I was like, if you left me over there, I'd fucking kill you. <laughs> Um, hey everyone, this is Sarah Rose from the future. So me and Sinead went on talking for another hour and a half. Um, because the episode was going to be very long, I decided to break it into two parts. So this is officially the end of part one. I hope everyone enjoyed it. In part two, we tackle more topics and go into quite some details. So I'm very excited for people to listen. So yeah, I'm going to wrap things up here. But before I go, I just want to say a massive thank you to my gorgeous therapist, Gabrielle. Um, When I went to therapy, I thought that the best thing that would come out of it was that I'd become a better person. But I didn't realize that I'd also meet such amazing people. Gabrielle is also Sinead's therapist. And that's how I met Sinead. Uh, Gabrielle's name is Breakthrough with Gabrielle on Instagram. You should definitely check her out. And if you've been thinking about therapy, this is your sign to start because not only are you gonna really benefit yourself you also could meet some amazing people along the way so yeah hope everyone has a lovely day and i'll see you in part two bye